Hey kids, welcome back to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm your host, George Sapio. Our guest this month is an old friend, Michael Burgos. I met Michael back in 2015 when he performed his now legendary one-person show, The Eulogy, at the Ithaca Fringe Festival. What began in a small performance studio in Ithaca, New York, pretty quickly steamrolled into a four-year international tour, with The Eulogy accruing Critics' Pick and Best Of Awards around the globe. It's not often that a show sells out this consistently to such diverse international crowds. We finally managed to crowbar ourselves a small chunk of time into Michael's busy schedule. When we caught up with him, he was in Honolulu for the Ha Ha Hawaii Festival. And not wanting to waste time, we got right into it. So how did the eulogy go as a one-person show, you know, from that little room in Ithaca, New York, to Adelaide, to Atlanta, to Pittsburgh, and getting awards everywhere? Well, the the awards, I don't know exactly how that. I mean, I I do it. I, I do the show to 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 have fun and to uh, yeah to um, yeah to perform, practice acting, uh, practice playing with an audience. Um, uh, and the awards are another thing. But uh, when when I started, it was just kind of like I I just went all in um, and. Uh, applied to eight uh festivals fringe festivals in the u.s got in and um was just kind of like i'm this ship will sail or sink but i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it and um the yeah ithaca was just like uh me needing to try um, to, to do a show, uh, after I, I finished my school. And, uh, I learned a lot just of like things that worked, things that didn't work. Um, uh, I, I refined the play a bit from between Ithaca and DC and, um, in DC, um, was that your next show? That was the next festival. Yeah. Like the Washington, the, like they were, uh, like the four main, uh, I guess uh, outlets for journalism uh, came to the show, and um, it was just like raves across the board. Um, and, Understandably, I mean, I, but it, that that watch, it, but that being that that was my second city. Uh, I had this uh, Washington Post quote. I had uh, Washington City Paper and some other publications, and uh, that, uh, and then the the run sold out, um, and then that. Uh, momentum carried into Indianapolis, which was next. And then, um, the Indianapolis star, which is the main paper in Indianapolis, gave it a rave, their weekly alternative, uh, nouveau gave it five stars. So the, the run, it was like one of the top 10, I think, uh, selling shows there. Um, and apparently the Indianapolis fringe never gave, it wasn't a, a festival that had awards, but, uh, the year I was there was the first year, they were giving any award <laughs> and they gave mm-hmm. like, they gave me something called the quirky award. And, um, it was the only award they gave out. <laughs> I like, um, I, I don't necessarily know what quirky award means, but I, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I know what the word quirky means, but, um, we well, should uh, probably see your own show at some point just to understand what they're yeah. doing. <laughs> but it was just cool that they like, uh, gave out an, uh, like that, that was very unexpected. Um, cause I, I didn't think they were like they weren't a festival that had awards, so that was the first award, and then that um, the the reviews from DC, then Indianapolis, plus an award like carried over to other shows in the U.S. and um, yeah, after that, those eight cities, um, I don't know, it's just like uh, I earned enough, uh, you know, financially to like kind of. Uh, give it a shot to, to go to Australia. Like I I, I, I hope so because Ithaca paid you practically nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I went to school uh, in France and I had a a lot of friends, uh, who were performing in Australia and, uh, I saw what they were doing and it just kind of inspired me. And I was just like, well, uh, like I know these guys, I, I, I worked with them every day for two years and, um, you know, I love them all to death. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, it's that thing of like a peer. Um, I don't know. You, it's like you see your friends doing something, and you're like, "Oh, I, I can do that too." I guess like, and so uh, I just, 
um, booked or applied to, yeah, Perth, Adelaide, uh, the fringes there, and then the comedy festival in Melbourne. And uh, Perth went well. Um, it was way, like Perth like went really well. Like the audiences were great. The houses were were mostly. I mean, I had a, a couple sold out shows. Were there really different audiences for, than the U.S.? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from the individual people, but I mean, attitude and you know, type of humor. Yeah, I, I, that's that was a, a big learning experience around the world, from like the U.S. to Canada to Australia to the U.K. I was like, wow, we are all Anglophone countries and I know intellectually that you all understand the words that I'm saying when I act but the the sensibilities the, the subtle it's, yeah the sensibilities are, are slightly different some uh, places need uh, maybe a, a more ruckus energy or some they kind of uh, appreciate uh, yeah like the, the verbal witticisms or, or, or some places love the physical things like um I, I, I don't know it's 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 hard to succinctly put into words but it is it is a reality like that there are different uh comedic sensibilities you know across yeah. countries which totally makes sense I mean that's just you know the world uh, that's what makes it beautiful is like all the subtle nuances and differences but that was a big learning experience um was, for was sure there, was there a bit or a routine or a joke that killed him in you know dc or chicago or wherever but you know didn't quite work so well in adelaide or perth like I, sure, I have so many yeah. australian friends i love them. I, I think they're a bit slightly more um uh yeah more yeah more ruckus more uh, uh it's a colorful language and like the the one thing I did I changed the word um, oh my gosh what was it uh, shrimp to prawn because they don't say shrimp in Australia right. yeah, of course I didn't know the prawn on the Barbie yeah yeah so <laughs> I that's like that was really the biggest thing I just had to say prawn instead of shrimp there's I say I talk as a, a quick thing about shrimp uh, in the show uh, yeah right, so, um, so let me ask you this because it's I saw the show four years ago. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Four, four years, right? Yeah. And you've been working with it pretty much ever since. Yeah. Now, content-wise, or from way back in Ithaca to now, how much would yeah. you say the show has changed? I... Has it changed? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, almost every city I go to, I learn... I, I, I discover something... Um, to change, to add, to uh, be it text or, or movement or, or a, a little bit, or, or it's 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 crazy. It's it's amazing how the show still like the cement uh, still hasn't dried. It, it hasn't fossilized yet, and uh, it's still this malleable thing. But from April 2015 until now, I mean, gosh, I. I'd say, I'd say like maybe like thirty-five percent to maybe forty percent, but somewhere around like one third to forty percent. I'll just say like it's probably changed about thirty-five percent, like a good third of the show. It wasn't all at once, but yeah, over time, like uh, from yeah four years ago to now. It's. I'd say it's a good one. One complete third of. So I mean, that's like you know, twenty minutes are. Yeah, yeah. Some somehow they shifted or uh, were taken out or things were added or. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's it's we changed significantly. Say the show has evolved. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but at well, the it's... same time, the the like core the core is exactly the same. But it's it's all these small thing like uh, uh, i did change I, I did take out one uh monologue um yeah at some point and just was like i just it didn't feel like it was working great and just came up with something else uh um yeah i i, I added a, a new introduction to the show last year and then about se six seven months ago i added another 
an addition uh, to the interest. I don't know. It's just like all these little things. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep keep changing, which but it's great. It's great. Good. I, it's. I remember so many bits from that show. Um, yeah. You know, the the intro is one of them, and. Uh, Especially the bit with the cake, and I'm I'm not oh, yeah. I, I don't want yeah. to do giveaways here. I don't want to throw spoilers in, but yeah. I mean there is a particular look on your face where I remember oh, yeah. the audience just melted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Please tell me that's still in there. Oh, it is for sure, yeah. for sure. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean I was just in Athens, Georgia. I mean not even a week ago. Jeez Louise, performing, and. Uh, uh, some friends saw uh, from Atlanta came out to see the show, which is like an hour and a half away. And these friends had seen the show in Atlanta uh, in June 2016. So about two and a half years, they, they'd seen the show two and a half years before they saw it again. Mm-hmm. And they were like, wow, it's, it was just like the same, but really, um, I, I don't know. It, it was cool to hear that, even for them that they'd seen the show, like my, my, I think performance in it has definitely evolved and I'm so much more with, uh, the audience in a way. I'm not like, you know, in their laps or whatever, but it's, I'm, I'm very, I know, I know the show so well now that, uh, I can, I can, not, I can very much, if anything happens in the audience or there's a, someone does something or calls out something or anything like I can just drop the script and like ad lib, uh, for a little bit with the audience and then come back to sense of experience with improv to begin with. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 That's true. So I mean, yeah. For somebody who knows the script as well as you do, I mean, you mentioned that your 175th performance is coming up. Yeah, and well, to be honest, if you don't know the script by now, you're in serious oh, yeah. trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But but for, yeah. for me, the best the, the best uh, things about performing this show are when it goes off the rails because that's the most alive uh, and the realest when it's like a moment that is singular to this audience, and it it, uh, it, it very yeah, that's what makes I think that's what makes the show special is um uh it it. I mean, an audience doesn't know this coming into the, sh- the the room to see the show, but like every show is different, and whatever the makeup of the audience is, or however much they want to come to the show or not, you know, be involved, it really affects a lot. And uh, the the best things of the show are things that are not scripted. And um, yeah, I've, I've, there's been anything yeah, stand so- out. I mean, I don't even just like uh, I. There have been so many, but it, just the most recently in, in Athens, like there's a guy who like. <laughs> sometimes I sort of like uh, figuratively, I kind of like throw it to the audience mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get like a response of some sort. And this one guy, like I, I would, I would, I might be like focused on a specific per- person, like um, maybe just to like get their name or something like that. And this guy, like, would. Uh, interject and he, he like whenever I was like trying to kind of uh, um, uh, yeah uh, elicit something from someone he would always like s- steal he, he would just like always steal like I would like maybe blow a kiss to someone and then he would like steal the kiss out of midair and it's like <laughs> or just like I don't know he was always like he was always stealing like pe- my, my interactions with people and, but it, but not in a negative way. It, it, it was a really like, he just was like, so like, he just wanted to play and it really actually ended up making the show really fun. And by the, by, I don't know, by, like the end of the show, he did, uh, there was a one final, one final moment where he really like stole uh, an offer. I was, I was offering to someone else and I was just like, someone arrest this man for larceny. Like, good God. It's like, he's, he's still, and he got like the biggest laughs in the show. And I was like, I, I acknowledge, I was like, man, you like, you, you deserve it. Like you are, <laughs> this show is yours, sir. Thank you. Like, uh, I mean, he, he just made the show come alive. Uh, yeah, but he was just happy to, uh, I don't know, to be there to play, um, yeah, I would freak and, out a lot of performers. You know, it's it's there are some performers who get up there and they do their material, 
and they might be very protective about what it is they're doing. You know, I'm the person on yeah. stage here, and you're the audience, and there's a dividing yeah. line. No, and, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what you're doing, I mean, as someone who's been on stage, or this is for everybody who's not been on stage, it can be a harrowing experience when the audience jumps in Mm. And derails what you're doing, or augments yeah. what you're doing, or you know steals yeah. the moment. Yeah. Uh, but you know there for, are those performers like you who just roll with it and seem to love it. Yeah, I I, I guess in a way, um, it is like uh, the ultimate uh, improv uh, exercise of like always always saying yes to like whatever happens in the room because if something happens in the room i i can't deny that it happened like it happened or or uh i mean unless it's like someone like you know like doing something insanely like getting naked and peeing on the floor you know something ridiculous like you know I, i'd be pretty much as long as it's like people having fun like uh so that's not in the show fine. as it stands now what getting naked and peeing on the floor no 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 <laughs> my god no i'm saying i'm saying you know um anything that happens with the audience um uh, it's it's such a great exercise practice of just uh, accepting and saying yes and uh, looking at it as an opportunity f uh, to play uh, fodder for um finding a game or even even when audiences aren't uh, if they're if they're more reluctant or tepid or um not, not standoffish but kind of distant um yeah. sometimes like uh that could be you know there, there that's it's an opportunity to to say yes to that like um i don't know one time like some, uh, sometimes i might just like kind of uh physically uh just kind of like uh, put my hand near someone with, with the uh, the kind of intention or trying to communicate, like, I just want to get a little high five, uh, real quick and then I'll keep going with the show. And like most of the time people will just like kind of give me a little high five. Um, but like sometimes people will just have like their arms crossed or something. And I'll just be like, I might say something like, uh, Oh, uh, please on the count of three, don't high five me. One, two, three, got it. Like, you know, something like, <laughs> turn, turn like a negative into like, ah, you did exactly what I wanted. Not high five me. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, like, cool. um, it's, it's no, no matter how much people participate or don't participate. Um, it's like, ah, oh, yes, this is great. You are all doing wonderful. And I, uh, it's being happy with anything. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, because I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, it's especially when I'm by myself on stage. Like I, I, I need the I need the audience, you know, to uh, uh, love. You know, it's like as an actor, we we want the audience's love. You know, even if it's not that, you certainly don't want an audience to hate you. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I might have gotten off the question. I don't yeah, even remember. Yeah, it's 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 it's. There's always that fourth wall experience between the stage and, you know, the the audience. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like your fourth wall is, more or less, made of smoke. You know? Yeah, there is no fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which I mean, is a wonderful, wonderful thing to walk out and do. Yeah, the show itself. Um, uh, when I wrote it, I was like, oh, this is a a, a perfect. Um, I don't know, uh, format to, to play with an audience. And like, if I say this show is a eulogy and essentially if I'm the eulogist, that means the audience is the attendees at this, you know, mm -hmm. non real funeral. Uh, so it is an open, uh, it's like, yes, I am, I am the eulogist, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, just so you all, I, mean, I don't say this in the show, but it's like, just so you all know, uh, you all are at this funeral. <laughs> like, it's gonna be like we. I'm here with you. Uh, Have okay, you ever I done a real eulogy? No, 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 uh, no. Because I think I want I have you to been, do I, mine. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I definitely hear either like, "Oh man, please do my eulogy," or like, "Please, dear God, stay far away oh. from my funeral." Uh. I mean, it's one of the two. No, I mean, I they, they both actually both. I really appreciate in a way because it's like uh, it means 
and usually the ones that are like stay far away it's it's kind of you know it's in a, a joke because it's yeah uh i'm sure they enjoyed it on, on some level uh enough to be like please don't come to my funeral <laughs> so um, let me ask you this this is a eulogy yeah and you wrote this right out of school yeah so why a eulogy where did this come from what was uh-huh. i mean you could have written about anything why, yeah why, I, I, why this i didn't intend uh to write a eulogy i was um yeah studied in france afterwards uh before i uh, came back to the U.S. Uh, like I, I ha- after I finished the school, I had time left on my student visa so that I could like legally stay in Europe for a little while longer. So I was I was in uh, I went with some of the friends who I was at the school with to London, and um, uh, most of my friends were like uh, making a show uh, that they were going to perform. But I, I was going. I knew I'd be going back to the U.S. soon, and like, uh, so I, you know, I, I had to figure out. I was like, well, yeah, my friends are, you know, clearly doing the right thing, and they're making a show. I, I need to make a show. So, um, yeah, I just rented um, some time in in this like warehouse space uh in hackney wick london and it was cold dirty warehouse and uh, but it was cheap <laughs> and uh um yeah I, I i rented like six days of time uh and uh just meandered around this room for yeah a couple hours a day and um just improvised by myself and most of the Thing, uh, trying to come up, you know, come come up with material, right. and uh, uh, one of the, I, there were like a few things that kind of came out. That I was like, maybe I could make something with this, and but one of the things that came out, um, without giving too much away, was a, a character who's like, um, and who knows where you know it comes from when you're in. It's like it comes from the the ether or the muse or whatever. But oh, yeah. who knows? this thing came out like it was just an impulse. Really, is what it is like. I was some guy like, uh, you know, trying to speak, uh, for at a funeral for some guy died, but like all he really wanted to do (laughs) was like hit on the widow, but he was in a public, you know, forum. So it's like, I was like, but I was like, Oh man, that's a great, um, scenario for comedy. Like a, a, a guy speaking at uh, some guy's funeral and he really is just trying to use the, like as as even even though it's a public thing, he's still trying to like get in uh, mm. his um, you know pitch, so to speak, to the widow. Like you know, you know, I'm he, you know, I don't know. It, so it comes when, across when I, as an awkward situation. I can tell you that much for sure. I mean, but I mean, it's super. It's 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 farcical that this character. It's like it's so it's so not i mean it's nothing i don't play in the world of realism like uh it's it's so it's it's like vaudeville or something i don't even know um but it's so ridiculous like but i was like that's like it could be a really funny thing uh a a guy uh speaking at a funeral trying to hit on uh uh, the widow and and that's one of the characters but when when i discovered that character uh in london i started uh writing the monologue for for that and it it was I don't know maybe like ten twelve minutes or something, and I was like this is like a kind of significant monologue like if I have twelve minutes with this thing like oh then it just clicked I was like I could uh, I could just write like a few more uh, ridiculous mono- monologues around uh, a funeral or something like that and so I was like oh yeah I'll just write like the horrible funerals like just make it the and it was that first character that uh came out when i was improvising in london that gave that's where it all came from it was was this warehouse in london i was improvising discovered a character a scenario and then i was like oh this is that'd be like fun like just make the worst uh funeral speech ever but like for the purposes of you succeeded yeah 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 yeah. how many characters are in this play um, uh, one, two, three, uh, four, five, 
six. Yeah, six, six. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a lot of uh, personality changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's great. I, I was gonna say it borders on the schizophrenic, but it's well, it's that's, fun. Yeah, but that's, that's, what, just, that's what you character. need to yeah, do but that. that. There are other people, you know, who've made one person shows that like switch between characters. It's, I mean, I'm not, oh, I'm yeah. not in anything really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. But that's, that's true. Like, um, it, it, it's doable, but I think it would be quite a challenge to have a one person show with just one character the whole show. Uh, I, I have seen a uh, uh, one person I've seen, I mean I've seen a lot of one person shows and I don't even know the past 15 years now but I've seen I've seen shows that have one character and man I was just bored as hell and maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was the content maybe it was the actor I don't know what it was ultimately but I was just so bored and I've seen other shows where they were just beautiful and, uh, and just incredible uh, but it, this uh, yeah I've seen the actor yeah. Yeah, go through these different um, characters, and I was just—I was. I remember before I even got in the theater, seeing a, a one-person show, and was blown away, uh, seeing an actor like really vocally change, and um, yeah, just how how the body shifted, and I, yeah. So in hindsight, uh, mm. yeah, maybe maybe watching a theater before I started started doing theater, kind of if it, it started to lay the grounds of, of doing a one person show later. I don't know. It's great training. Uh, yeah. I was looking through your, uh, through your website and I got, of course, to your bio and, you know, I'm reading about how, you know, you've, you've toured with the show and you've gone to school in France and yeah. you've studied with somebody. And I, I, yeah. I want to definitely want to talk about this, but I noticed down at the bottom of this bio, you tuck away, yeah. you know, uh, you just kind of barely mentioned that you, you know, you got a, a, a degree from Berkeley College of Music, which is highly yeah. impressive. And then yeah. you end with, I toured with Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Yeah. Well, that was, that no, was, seriously, that, talk about this. That was the longest, that was the, that's the furthest thing ago. That was, um, gosh, oh, I guess 12 years ago now, like tw- 2007. Um, but I was on the business end of the tour. Uh, I was not in the band, so uh, yeah, I did tour, uh, but I wasn't like you know on stage or in the public eye really. Um, I, I at Berkeley College of Music, uh, I did study music. Uh, you know, I, uh, we all have to study like ear training and harmony and arranging, uh, counterpoint, like all kinds of things, and you know as well as private lessons in so our you're instruments. You're like a real so, musician, not a rock star. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I I, I do music. I've, I write uh, in in the eulogy. There's music I've written, um, songs I've written. In this new show I'm doing in in Hawaii, I'm helping write music, and uh, so I, there's a lot of. I, I didn't. I, I grew up playing music, and I thought I'd be doing. I mean, I, I thought I'd be doing music um, for a long time. I, mean, I did music for a while. I was composing for uh, like background music for. TV and radio ads at one point, but 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 when I was at Berkeley, I studied because uh, they they have about something like twelve majors or something like that. Where but they're all like uh, music related. But I ended up studying uh, music business and management. So I, I essentially uh, my my major was focusing on the, the the workings of the music business, the music industry. And, um, I, uh, when I was there, I mean, in hindsight, I was just, you know, trying to be the, the good student, uh, overachiever. I was like the head of the student run record label, the president of the music law group. I mean, the, these, uh, I was in the music business association, like all these extracurricular things, uh, helped to start up the, uh, Berkeley internet radio network burn, um, before like I, I just did a lot of stuff to try to stand out basically and when uh after i graduated uh, in 2000 i graduated in 2006 but one of my music business professors who has just a ton of contacts in the industry um it got me in touch with bruce springsteen's people and i had a phone interview with them and they they interviewed a couple other people and i lucked out and got the got the, the job and uh uh, yeah, just worked. Uh, I was uh, my my official title was accounting assistant. So uh, it's not accounting it's not as assistant to Mr. Springsteen. Yeah, 
but I, I dealt a lot with like guest ticketing and things like that. Um, uh, oh, dude, it, it I wish was, I knew you back then. Uh. Oh yeah, gosh, yeah. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad a lot of people didn't know what I was doing actually. But, but um, yeah. Um, because every yeah. time I've seen him, I've been in Nosebleed City, and half the oh, time yeah. it was behind the stage. So. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I, I I had I, access. Believe me, to I know what his butt looks like. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, some would argue that might not be a bad vantage well, point. Somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. yeah so, moving on. But, uh, yeah, moving on. No, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I handled a lot. Of, I, I don't know. I was always talking to in communication with box office managers around the world, and um, yeah, f- fulfilling ticket requests for guests of the band and guests of the crew and things like that. And um, it was a behind the scenes job uh, on the road. And but um, I mean, I learned a lot, and uh, I'm sure just that experience uh, you know years later when i began began touring myself it, it it's like i had that reference point and kind of uh yeah the, the music business and management degree the, the bruce springsteen tour it's like oh like um yeah like i uh ha- did the theoretical education and the practical thing as well to kind of not feel completely helpless or clueless to be able to manage myself as an artist like being a self-produced artist i do you know it's the 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 cliche of like wearing multiple hats but like Mm -hmm. the the manage uh, the manager part of me you know has to try to protect the the artist part of me as much as possible and stuff like that and but um yeah uh, um it's it's a reality you know that performers have to deal with or learn about some way or another, maybe in a good or bad way about the workings of just the entertainment industry. I would and, hope and in just, a good way just, because there's too yeah. many bad way stories for. Yeah. Their, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and I learned about a lot of stories and, and I mean, I've, I've encountered like a couple people or just like, no, I, d- I don't want to work with you kind of thing. And um, so, but it's, it's, and, and being okay is, you know, I don't say I don't like to say no, but, um, you know, if, if my gut, if it doesn't, something doesn't feel right, then I, I, you know, it's, yeah, just having the wherewithal to, yeah, just, yeah, manage, manage, uh, yourself as an artist. So, but yeah, that was, that was the Bruce Springsteen, uh, (laughs) behind the scenes, you know, backstage, uh, doing, yeah, I, 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 I mean, there are like 60 people on a tour. I mean, you know, the, the 10 people on stage, but there's a lot of working parts behind the scenes. And I was, I was one of the cogs in that wheel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I always tout the techies when it comes to every single show, because the actors get up there and grab all the good stuff and it takes uh, so many people to just get them up there so they can do it. I went so far, like all the way to the extreme end uh, 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 on the art commerce fence, I just went all, I had, I had nothing creative in my life during that time. And I was just like, ah, I, I needed to get back to something more creative. Um, yeah. And, uh, but now I feel like I have a healthy balance of like performing while, yeah, booking things and yeah, being my own tour manager and all that stuff. But I, I love, I love, I love what I'm doing right now for sure. It's awesome. <laughs> that, that is very much evident. Um, I want to hit another part of your uh, illustrious career here. Uh, it says you've written and directed over 20 short plays for children, yeah. and you're yeah. also teaching classes for children. I got into acting by accident. It was really, um, I, I was doing music, uh, I, I was composing music for ads at this time, but like fr- uh, friends of mine were uh, asking me to like act in their short films uh, more and more for whatever reason. And then, um, like I would, I would be making music for their short films and they were asking me to act in them. And, um, but after a while, uh, I was like the lead in one of my friends, 20 minute short films. And had, I was just like, I don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. And they're like, it's fine. <laughs> cool. But, um, that it just, pe- after a while it piqued my interest, uh, in an acting class. So I signed up for an acting class. We did like two scenes throughout you know uh like a 15 week session or something and um uh but that was it i had fun uh when the class was done i didn't think anything of it 
But the teacher afterwards uh, emailed me and asked me to audition for this uh, children's theater company that she writes and directs for. And uh, I, I had fun in the class. Um, I was like, sure, why not? I, I, I like this teacher. And so I, uh, yeah, I auditioned. Uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> quick. And then, but before I knew it, I got cast in this, um, uh, yeah, children's theater production that would tour this like uh, 30 40 minute play around to elementary schools and then I it was just yeah before I realized that I was acting with other people who had theater degrees and I was like oh my god I felt like I, I was I felt like such an imposter um, um, but through that company so my, my first acting teacher was the playwright and director for this company but the woman who owned uh, the entire company also taught an acting class and I took her class. Um, uh, and she, uh, asked me to, um, start, she, she runs like a big, uh, children's theater program called acting for young people, which has, uh, after like the touring thing that I was, I started out in, it has after school, um, enhancement, uh, programs like, uh, where, yeah, kids do acting classes after school. Uh, and there's like a summer camp, um, um, as well. And th there's a lot of different programs with acting for young people, but I just, I just fell into this thing and she's, she, um, her name's Mary Lech. The, the, the lady who runs everything's named Mary Lecter. And, um, she asked me to start teaching after school that went well. I wrote my first play, um, yeah, a while ago. And then not, very long after I started teaching after school, she asked me to start teaching at the summer camp. And, um, I, I don't know, you know, it, I don't know how to succinctly, uh, describe uh, the past, uh, nine years, but the past nine summers, uh, I've taught at this summer camp, this acting summer camp. Uh, it, it has, a uh, uh, kids five ages, five through 18, I teach uh, the nine and ten year olds, uh, along with. I guess now I'm like a, a lead teacher, uh, and there are a couple other lead teachers I teach with. Um, but this will be my tenth summer uh, this year. But it, it, my first acting teacher, her name's Lisa Nani Messaji. It was Lisa Nani Messaji and Mary Lecter that got me working in this this company that has like children's acting and. Uh, I've worked at other camps as well, um, but this is truly like a really, really special camp, and I intentionally don't apply to festivals in July so that I can like go teach at this camp every July for a few weeks, like into August. And uh, um, for me, um, I, I love getting out of the world of adults for a few weeks just to like, yeah. uh, and, and there are a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, just to like get back around like nine and 10 year olds, which is the group I teach for. Um, it's like yeah, a just breath of life. It is. It's just a reminder like of like what, you know, what play is and like imagination and creativity and fun and not knowing and, you know, taking chances because some, some kids are acting for the first time, but it's like, Oh yeah, this courage or this fun or, and like, um, I think all these adults taking acting classes, like kids have, uh, exactly what all these adults are looking for. Um, like, you know, I, I think, I think acting classes for adults are to remove all the BS to get back mm -hmm. to that yeah. state of like, let's peel off all the protections we've put around ourselves over the last yeah. 28 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but over the, over the years teaching at the camp, uh, yeah, I, I've written, I don't know, gosh. Yeah. You, you, I used to write about three plays a summer and now I'm, I'm doing a, a bit less and, uh, trying to, give uh more space for the junior counselors to to do things i i'm now i'm uh, going into my 10th year sort of becoming one of the like elder uh counselors and it, like now um because i've already taught nine years some of my first campers who were like nine or ten are now like you know 18 19 
um, and they're in college and they're like working now at this summer camp. And it's like, Oh my God, like what is going on? Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, but it, it, I guess it's like published. Can we find them? No, anywhere? I'm thinking about making an anthology of maybe like my 10 best, uh, short plays. Cause, um, yeah, I've just thought, why the heck not? I think they're really yeah. fun. I know that the company uh, keeps all the like plays on record for like teachers to use and stuff like that, which is cool. But uh, I think it'd be also cool just as, you know, someone who studied music business and, you know, talk about like passive income and, you know, like sale. Uh, yeah. Just to have like a, a little anthology uh, out there. Not that I expect it to, you know, break through any i i mean i that's a, that's one field i don't know a lot about is like the literature uh published kind of thing but um yeah i i uh i think i think it would be great to uh yeah i i i have actually have like started the the process of making uh, an anthology of like 10 short plays for children because there are there are many little anthologies out there oh, and yeah. I, I think, I think with uh, your sense of play and your sense of yeah. your good nature yeah, I think it'd be a welcome addition to the canon that's out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, and it's not in an egotistical way or anything, but like I really love, I love the plays I write. Like they're, they're freaking, they're fun. Like, um, and that's like, and and yeah, I, I, Nothing wrong I, with see, that. I see myself as a facilitator of fun for these kids because it's like they i don't want to be like a teacher in the traditional sense or whatever like they have a they have teachers all year at school and like they're coming to a summer camp like i'm not there to uh you know put any you know i don't know how to explain like impose any i'm i'm not there to like teach them anything per se or like you know any uh, uh, this is how to act like uh, as if it's doctrine or theory. It's like, no, I'm, I'm there. Like they already have it. Like I mentioned earlier and I'm, I'm there to more like help, help tease it out and, and encourage and foster, foster the, the, the bud to bloom because it, it, it will bloom of its own accord, I guess. But it's like, I'm there just to water the no, plants. That's a, that's a bit, wonderful uh, way to, to encourage it to, to bloom because playing is, yeah. The nature of our business, we do plays. We get yeah, on exactly. stage and we have fun, and that's the yeah. idea. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's what so many people forget. That's why I love going to this camp. It's just a reminder. Like, um, and and yeah, it's you know, like the the teacher I studied with in um, France. He's seventy five years old. He was like smoked. Uh, so much in his life he's uh, drank a ton he's had cancer twice like he's like is this I, philippe godier philippe godier but like yeah. i i think just like teaching i think there is something about like uh when you teach young people it it, it keeps you i don't know it, in a way it keep, helps keep you alive a bit as well like it's just always great to be around like an energy uh yeah that's um yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's wonderful. Life. It's wonderful, and, and yeah. not not uh, completely you know, jaded by the world or something. Or, uh, no, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. I got one last question mm -hmm. for you, and then I'll let you uh, get mm -hmm. back to your uh, Hawaii. Um, well, oh my God, time has gone by. I, I just yeah, noticed no the time. Wow. Go, yeah, because you just you just walked right into this. Um, I'm I'm yeah. going to run with this a little bit. It was an yeah. improv teacher, correct? Um, he's a theater teacher. Um, um, he teaches um, um, neutral mass Greek tragedy, melodrama, Shakespeare, Chekhov, Commedia dell'arte, clown. Okay. You've taken an improv workshop with him, correct? It was it was a clown workshop, clown um, workshop. in Chicago. Yeah, that was the first thing I ever did. Uh, I mean, in a way, um, improv is a large part of. Uh, a lot of what he does, especially yeah. with like clown, because so many things, it's like his exercises are like, you have no idea what the heck he's asking of you. Yeah. Um, and, so, you know, sometimes like he might just say like, OK, um, in, in essence, he'll, he'll say some, something uh, in the, along, along the lines of like, uh, you have to get up on stage 
and be funny for 10 minutes. It's like something like that. It's like it's, that might be what the what the essence of the exercise. It, I know I know it sounds like ridiculous, but um, and it's not that's not what he, he he is a he is a teacher. He isn't just telling people. I'd to like to be funny for 30 but, seconds. That would be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's he gives like impossible tasks sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, there are things that's like okay, uh, we need some people to go up. All right, you need to um, uh, act like a a laundry machine from 1958 uh, Germany. So he'll give you like the most random, <laughs> and it's just like what the what the crap is he asking me to do? Or like, I remember this one exercise in Commedia. He's like. <laughs> Uh, I, I had like the Harlequino mask on, uh, Arlequino. and um, he's like, "All right, you need you're you're uh, in a field uh, with a bull, and you need to um, like tell the bull to go to the other field to have sex with the cow, but you have to tell him in Arabic." And I was like, "What the hell?" Like he, he gives you things that like don't make like there there are th- there are things your brain can't work out. And that your your mind like logic will not help you get there and reasoning and it's just like he 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 gives you these prompts that uh, yeah just uh, ask uh, like uh, for like an impulse to arrive or something like um, yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's an improv teacher but in a way there is a lot of like improv at the school because you you just go up and you don't know what he's going to ask of you and uh he'll give you some ridiculous prompt and you just have to go it's just like boom mm. uh he, he hits his drum uh three times and on the third one boom you need to like explode and go and uh um but um yeah he he does it's it's and 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 as the classes progress you, you sort of get what each uh, style is after, like in Greek tragedy, and a lot of mask workshops around the world work on things similar, like the neutral mask, you might uh, be working with, you know, elements or something, and you put the mask on, the drum is hit, and you're supposed to be like fire, like a bonfire or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's like, what is that? And these are things, again, first of all, you have a mask on, so you can't speak. So it's like through your body, you need to, you know, be uh, a tree or you need to be a, a lake or a river. It's like, yeah, it, there's no way to practice uh, these things. You just have to allow the impulse through the exercises and, for, yeah, for, for, I guess you could call them impro- improvisations, you know, try to discover something. And, mm. but, uh, but yeah, he's very much, um, a theater teacher and he has a, he's, he's similar. Uh, he might actually hate, I don't know if he would hate me saying it, but he's similar. Uh, he is and he isn't similar to Lecoq, uh, Jacques Lecoq. He was a, a theater pedagogue in Paris, yeah. uh, that more people know about, but, uh, Philippe Gaulier, when he was, I think in his twenties, he studied at uh, uh, Ecole du Théâtre uh, Jacques Lecoq. He studied with Jacques Lecoq, and then was Lecoq's assistant for ten years. And he taught at Lecoq's school for ten years, and then he broke off and started his own school. So he he does stem from uh, that background of Lecoq, um, but it's it's just like acting and theater and some of his like well-known uh, the people he's taught, uh, uh, Philippe Gaudier, he, he, he taught Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, he taught uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Emma Thompson. I think those are some of the like Anglophone actors he's taught, but he's taught famous people from, uh, you know, throughout Europe, throughout Asia, South America, like, Australia. I mean, he's, he's taught people all over the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very, very lucky to have... Uh studied with Elise Gallier. I mean, it sounds yeah, like he's, an, an amazing experience. He's kind, he, I mean, for lack of, I mean, I, I, I do uh, think he is like, a, a, a one of those kind of master teachers in a way, like in the, in the, like maybe in the way Stanislavski was like just this 
groundbreaking guy when he was alive in Russia and the way maybe like um, Meisner was like a really, you know, fantastic teacher for the people who were lucky enough to have him. Or um, I, I do think... Um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime I, experience. Yeah, I think more people will learn about Goliath after he dies. Um, um, and I'm sure his legacy will, will live on as one of, one of those, like, teachers. Um, uh, yeah, like, yeah, Stanislavski, Russian... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Meisner, Lee Strasberg, Stella Adler, the Americans, um, uh, Jacques Lecoq, and Philippe Gaulier are the French uh, ones. Um, but he'll he'll be one of those like, like he'll 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 be. I mean, I think he's started. He, his name is starting to appear in some books already. But I'm sure later on in. in theater textbooks yeah. oh god it almost saddens me but like i know people are gonna study him in a in a purely uh uh like theoretical way that like you know i can imagine a textbook like 50 years from now and some like intro to theater class people are like oh yeah philippe goyer was this that and that but it's like you know you can't, you can't yeah, put him in no you, you yeah it's two different realities you can't take yeah the essence of the person and their knowledge and their experience and translate yeah. it to a book that can yeah. only give you, you know, black on white paper, yeah. or words on yeah. white paper. And yeah, it's, hmm. he's, he's one of those teachers that is like a, a lightning bolt that pierces your soul when you work with him kind of thing. Well, yeah. Michael Burgos, yeah. This has been absolutely wonderful. Catching yeah, up with you, you and talking, and um, we you know, totally wish you the best in the rest of your performances, um, wherever they may take you. And uh, we look forward to whatever you've come up with next. So, thank you. Give our audience uh, a quick how can we find you? Yeah. Website, performances, yeah. what's going on? Um, you can go to the eulogyplay.com. And there will be um, info about upcoming shows in Seattle, Utah, Fresno, California, Toronto. And uh, you can also type in michaeljburgos.com. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael. Cool. Thank you, George. Hey, kids. Thanks for listening to Onstage Offstage. Onstage Offstage is produced monthly, and all of our shows can be found at onstageoffstage.org and also on iTunes. If you enjoy what we do, please recommend us to your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at OnOffStage. And if you are a theater artist with an upcoming project of interest or work in a part of theater we haven't covered yet or know of someone in the theater world who'd make some great chat, please send us a note at info at OnStageOffStage.org. OnStage Offstage believes in and advocates for a world where all people are free to live their lives as they wish in peace and without fear. We believe in universal respect, diversity, and equality in all areas of life for all people, no matter what their nationality, race, religion, age, sexual status, or gender. Onstage Offstage will never promote or endorse those who seek to diminish others because of who they are. I'm George Sapio. Thank you once again, and happy theatering to all of you. (laughs) 